Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is number one New York Times bestselling author, Lauren Kate. And we're going to talk about, her, talk about her latest book, By Any Other Name. Good morning. Hello. Congratulations on your latest book, Lauren. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that it's finally out. In a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Amazing, but true. Uh, when did you first come up with this idea for the book? You know, it's interesting. This book is based on several different pieces of true stories that happened to me about 15 years ago. Um, the biggest one is a very dramatic breakup that I had uh, on the back of a motorcycle on the Amalfi Coast. And I've always wanted to write about it and never quite known the way into the story. Um, what clicked for me you know, recently when I started to write this one was that it was actually going to be funny, um, that mm-hmm. it didn't want to be taken too seriously. It was a big heartbreak when it happened, but yeah. in hindsight, it's hilarious. Hilarious and probably the best thing that happened. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> right? Um, uh, a wo- there's a person that endorsed the book on the back who I know. She's been on my show a few times, and I adore her work. Jill Santopolo gave you a glowing review. She says, like watching a Nora Ephron movie, a buoyant celebration of love. Wow. Yeah, that was um, kind of like a dream come true quote uh, to be compared to Nora Ephron. It made my day, so I'm thrilled she said that. Give us a sense, without giving too much away, uh, the storyline of of the book. Sure. So uh, the main character, her name is Lainey. She's an editor at a publishing house, and she works on the books of this very prominent but reclusive romance novelist. And she has based a lot of her ideas about what love is and what a heroine in a love story should be like on this writer's books. Um, A a circumstance occurs where she actually meets the writer in person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone she has thought for many years was imagined as a mentor, a a a slightly older woman who Mm -hmm. uh, she could look up to. Yes. And she's shocked when she realizes that the author she idolizes is not only a man, but seems like a really big jerk. (laughs) So her life gets thrown into chaos. She starts second-guessing everything. Her career, the relationship she's in, is based on, you know, the the perception of love she has from these books. And so her engagement falls apart. Her career is in shambles. And as she's navigating all of this, she realizes, much to her surprise, that she's beginning to fall in love with the man behind the books. I love it. And and some of this is based on real life, or is it mostly fiction? Uh, a lot of it is based on real life. I mean, I was, uh, Lainey is quite based on me, okay. um, or me back when I was working in publishing, mm-hmm. and um, had, you know, a lot of romantic visions of, of life in New York City as a young professional. Sure. Um, I did work with a very reclusive writer who did inspire a lot of my ideas about the world, and I always wanted to explore that relationship. It surprised me quite a bit when I realized, in the book anyway, that uh, the writer was actually a man, and that's when I knew I had a story. So interesting. I love this. It's so interesting how uh, stories kind of unfold, and then you paint the picture with your own backstory. Yes, exactly, exactly. There's so much to it that is that comes from real life and real experience, but the more I realize, the more I can let the characters lead the way and mm-hmm. show me how they want to tell the story, um, the better off everybody is. So I want to dive into your uh, 
creative process? Do you have a certain time of day you like to write, a certain place, uh, especially for people that are listening that might be in a creative funk? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm often in a creative funk, and I have learned how to guard myself against my the funk coming at me. Um, the main thing that I do in the morning, first thing, um, I mean, living in Los Angeles, I there are so many wonderful ways to be in nature. Um, I go for a, a specific hike every day with my dog, first thing, and I think about the scene I know I'm going to write that day. Uh, often I'm composing probably the first three or four sentences in my mind as I go. And that way when I come back to my computer and I open up the Word document and the cursor is just blinking, I sort of have I, I have armor. I, yeah. I can just spill out those first few sentences, and I most of the time I'm, I'm off to a good enough start. That's amazing. I have to say the morning is my best creative time. I, I go for walks every morning, and I get such ideas, and I just like that solitude. Yes, solitude is so important. And I think like, the, the quietness in your mind at the beginning of the day, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's very hard to preserve that as you introduce, you know, whatever the things are in your life that come in. Yes. So, yes, I do like to start off as clean as I can with, um, with thinking about story. That's great. Have you, have you struggled with um, writer's block before? Because you, you have nine novels for young adults. I mean, what has that been like? I have had a lot of writer's block um, and a, just a lot of resistance to getting into a story. Um, I would think the most extreme period that I went through was right after my, my daughter was born, my first child. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, it's such a kind of personal existential apocalypse of, you know, who I was, sure. that I had to figure out, am I still that person? Am I a new person? I, I Really approaching story in a very different way since then, and yeah. it did take me quite a while to get into it. And, you know, sleep deprivation didn't help. Of but course. I think that um, uh, finding a balance between going easy on yourself in the times when you're really struggling mm-hmm. to get out of a creative funk, and also pushing yourself to urging yourself forward, that's the tricky thing to strike because you have to do both at different times. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Lauren Kate about her newest book by any other name. Is this your your 10th book, right? This is my, I think it's my 11th book. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You you just, we were talking about something. I, I feel like motherhood has made me more creative, but also there is this pull and, you know, emotional struggle of, will I ever be the same person? Or do I want to be this new person? And how do exactly. I hang on to my yeah. other person and, exactly. and stay? I, I, I love being a mom, but how do I stay creative and, and grow? Exactly. I, and I think it takes quite a while to get your, your feet in that new arena. Yes. Um, ultimately, it's a very beautiful process. But for me, it was quite painful to figure out, like, why aren't I... I liked who I was before. Why aren't I that way anymore? Mm-hmm. Actually, with this book, I made a... I made a New Year's resolution a few years ago to tell more jokes because I felt like since my kids had been born, that was a part of me that had I wasn't seeing as much of that that playful, jokey mm-hmm. uh, wit yes. that I had lost a bit of touch with. And so I made that resolution. I put some effort into it the first early months of, I want to say, 2019. And that's when I started writing this book. I didn't know this book was going to end up being a comedy 
<laughs> I thought it was going to be straightforward women's fiction, which is more in the vein of what I've written before. Yes. Um, but it, that, that jokey spirit really got into me, and That's it good. was a, both a concerted effort and an accidental one. Is, is there someone, did you grow up in a jokey family, or you just decided life was getting a little too serious? Um, I wouldn't say I grew up in a jokey family. My husband is very jokey, and okay. I had let him take on all the jokey, yeah. uh, the jokey roles within the family, and okay. I wanted to get some of that back. I wanted to participate. Yes. Uh, what, yes. yeah, my kids started getting really funny, and I was like, why am I the only one not joking around? So right. I just brought it. That's really good, because it's good for your kids to see that mom has a sense of humor. Yeah. And, and the other thing, and I learned this from my dad, is having a quick wit is really great in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, um, I don't know, being, being all cooped up together for the past few years, that was a oh, yeah. necessity. <laughs> Definitely. What else would you like people to know about your book? Um, I think this book, for me, a lot of it was about trying to feel like I was spending time with a friend. I was writing a lot of it during the pandemic, and I was missing the the joy and the banter and the lightness of getting together with friends. And so I think I was putting a lot of that into this book. I, there is a cast of auxiliary characters. Lainey has these two best friends, and she's also got a really uh, charming and hilarious grandmother, a sex-positive grandmother who kind of leads the charge in Lainey's romantic life. Mm-hmm. And I wanted those experiences to kind of ignite this book and, and push the romance further. So it does feel to me, and I hope to readers, like you're hanging out with some of your very favorite people. Yeah. You know what? It reminded me of like a screenplay. Like all of a sudden you get this idea for this character and you just, you keep thinking about the development, like the grandmother, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you have, yeah. did you have somebody in, li- in your life like that? Yeah. The, the grandmother character is based on my real grandmother. Um, and she, yeah. you know, I think she gave me my sense uh, in a large way of, of what oh, what's possible for a woman, how many yes. different ways you can be a woman, a yes. powerful woman, a strong woman, a woman with a big voice and a sassy personality and great fashion. I love it. Um, and so she gave me all of that, and uh, this is a, a large part an homage to her. It's so interesting because we started this conversation talking about breakup, but I feel like writing this book by any other name, you're going to look back years from now and be like, wow, it's almost like putting my life in this story as a diary and I can put it on the shelf and be proud of what evolved from it. It's really true. And yeah, I love that you put it that way because it, I never, I couldn't for such a long time see the, the positive in that breakup. It, was, it came out of nowhere for me. It really mm-hmm. took me by surprise and pulled the rug out from under me. And I had so many questions about what had gone wrong afterwards and now looking back I love what it's turned into I love that it's turned into you know ultimately a celebration of love you bet you bet where can people find out more about you I'm online I'm on a lot of the social media platforms my handle is Lauren Kate books pretty much everywhere and uh, the book's out tomorrow and it's anywhere books are sold out tomorrow congratulations so exciting thank you and for Los Angeles people I will be at the ripped bodice this Saturday at o'clock. I'm so excited I get to do an actual in-person event finally. So it's been what a few years since you've been in person? Amazing. So it's called the Rip Bodice in LA? Yes in Culver City Okay. uh, this Saturday. Uh, Website for people if they want do they need to get tickets or just 
get more information? Yes, you can get tickets. If you just look up the Ripped Bodice, you can get tickets from them. Um, it's just, uh, adva- you know, to get the book in advance because okay. um, of COVID. But, yes. um, and my website is laurenkatebooks.net. I also am having a bunch of virtual events this week, um, so you can log in several different bookstores if that's easier. That's exciting. So I just want to um, bring people up to speed. So I've been speaking with Lauren Kate. You're a number one New York Times bestselling author, internationally bestselling author of nine, excuse me, now 11 novels for young adults, including Fallen, which, is made, which was made into a major motion picture. When was that, when was that out? That was out 2016. Okay, that's amazing. Maybe this one will uh, end up as a movie. I know, fingers crossed. I would love it. That would be amazing. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I've really enjoyed this, and congratulations. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, and thanks for the great conversation. Absolutely. Take care. All right, you too. We were chatting with Lauren Kate. If you missed any part of this, it'll be up on the show blog within an hour after I wrap. The show blog, again, is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. 